One of the central issues facing those seeking to film the story of Jesus is the relationship between his humanity and his divinity. Christian orthodoxy has usually held that Jesus is both fully man and fully God. Of course it's a paradox that many filmmakers would choose to reject. But for those seeking to explore the life of Jesus in line with the church's traditional standpoint, it is unavoidable. Unfortunately, it is usually proved incredibly difficult to achieve. The earlier films, such as DeMille's 1927 film, The King of Kings, emphasises Jesus' divinity by making him seem remote and detached. By the time Ray's King of Kings came along in 1961, filmmakers were beginning to talk about putting more emphasis on his humanity, but still seemed unable to free him from such remoteness. Conversely, more recent films have continued in the quest to portray a more human Jesus, but have often seemed to sail straight past the target. The Last Temptation of Christ portrayed a Jesus racked by various emotional disorders. Ironic ironically, it's not the film's take on Jesus' divinity that is problematic, so much as its low view of his humanity. Many of the recent films, including church-based projects such as The Visual Bible's Gospel of Matthew, and others, such as 1999's Jesus miniseries, try so hard to portray him as someone who likes to laugh that he ends up being too much of a clown, and in the process he loses any sense of substance. Ironically, it is a film made using puppets and cartoons rather than live action, which has captured the humanity and divinity of Jesus better than any other film to date. Somehow, The Miracle Maker seems to get the required balance just right. Jesus exudes incredible warmth around people. He uses gentle humour in his teaching. He's relaxed and often smiles at people. Yet these things are never compromised the sense that he's someone significant. Perhaps it's Ray Fiennes' voice that does the work, or the fact that not using an actor makes it easier. Either way, it's an incredible achievement, and many find it very moving. The film was a product of a collaboration between Russian and Welsh animators. Having already animated several Shakespearean plays and nine stories from the Hebrew Bible, Cartoon Cymru and Christmas films decided to turn their hand to the New Testament. Initially planning to do four films based on the Gospel and Acts, they soon found themselves with a compelling feature film screenplay instead. The problem was how to divide the workload. Christmas films followed in the Russian tradition of puppetry. Katrin Cymru were more experienced with cell animation and more modern techniques such as CG. On the Testament Bible and Animation project, they had simply worked on different episodes. Now they had only one film but with two vastly different strengths and areas of experience. Eventually they came up with the idea of filming the majority of the action using the puppets, but switching to 2D animation for the parts of the film that director Derek Hayes called States of Mind. These are flashbacks, parables and the supernatural, for example the scene where Mary Magdalene is freed of her demons. Whilst the idea brought numerous benefits, perhaps the most significant is the way it allows the film to be more emotional and expressionistic at the more imagery-rich moments of the story. The 2D animation is bold and creative. It gives the film a real edge challenging the audience's expectations, involving them in the story constantly to prevent them becoming passive, and helping them internalise the story more easily. 
So whilst the use of animation makes the story accessible for children, it is certainly never childish. The variation in animation styles might help keep their attention, but it's far more important than that. Another strength of the film is that it is strongly rooted in history. This is perhaps the most Jewish film Jesus to date. In addition, it refers to events outside the Gospels that also impact the story. For example, early in the story, Pilate and one of his centurions discuss a revolt that the centurion has just put down by crucifying a large group of rebels. This serves to emphasise what most Jesus films miss, that Jesus' execution was, from a Roman point of view at least, nothing particularly out of the ordinary. Later on, we are shown the post-resurrection appearance to Cleopas and companion on the road to Emmaus. Their discussion emphasises the significance of the public nature of Jesus' death, and by implication, the influence that has on the resurrection. In fact, another strength of the film is the attention given to the resurrection. Of all the parts of the Gospels, this has generally been filmed with the most variation and creativity. While some films, such as Dennis Potter's Son of Man, have excluded the resurrection altogether, others have taken more creative but ambiguous interpretations, notably Jesus in Montreal, Jesus Christ Superstar, and Last Temptation of Christ. Those that have chosen to show a more literal interpretation have often either given it relatively short shrift, such as Jesus Nazareth, or eschewed the biblical accounts and replaced them with their own version of what happened, such as in The Passion of the Christ. In contrast, The Miracle Maker shows more post-resurrection episodes than any other, except perhaps the recent Gospel of John from 2003. So, we see Mary finding the empty tomb, meeting the resident Jesus, and then going to tell Peter. It also shows him running to the tomb and meeting Jesus. It shows the road to Emmaus, the second appearance of the disciples in the upper room, and includes the incidents with Thomas, and the finally... It ends on the ascension. Despite drawing on resurrection narratives from several Gospels, the miracle maker is essentially a version of Luke's Gospel, both in function and in detail. From a functional point of view, it was created by Christians with a view of telling their story to those who don't know it. Luke's Gospel is often called the most evangelistic, and this seems to have been a key motivation for making this version. However, not only does the film follow the synoptic order of events, it also prioritises text from Luke. So prior to the resurrection, all but three episodes shown are found in Luke's Gospel. After the resurrection, the script switches to John as the primary source, such that there are further three episodes not found in Luke. But the shape of the narrative at this point remains Lucan, with a discovery by women, Simon seeing Jesus the appearance on the road to Emmaus, and then just a single appearance to the disciples in the upper room. The Johannine inclusions are more flourishes within that broader narrative than the text that defines the narrative. The Miracle Maker is a rare exception, and not just because it is the only theatrically released film about Jesus to use animation. Faithful to the Gospels, yet theologically astute, inventive, creative and expertly crafted. Thanks for joining me. There'll be another Jesus Film podcast next month.